All right. Hey, now, here we are. My name is Rob from Rob School of Music, and I'm talking to Rob Bailey. Can you believe it? Holy crap. What's up, man? Here I am. Dude, I, I just, uh, you know, thank you so much for your time. You've been a huge inspiration on me um, just, just as, as a business guy and, you know, music and just, uh, just everything, all-encompassing. Well, so I appreciate you. that. I appreciate that. I, uh, that's not my intention. My intention isn't <laughs> to inspire people. It's sort of just uh, a byproduct of me doing what I want. And I feel like other people are like, wow, look at that thing that he's doing. And I'm like, eh. So it's cool, but it's, it's cool to be able to inspire people. It, it, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a really nice, like, uh, dessert to my hard work. I, I love that. I really do. I really do. So, so my story, you know, and I, I've actually taught people how to play some of your songs along the way. Really? Um, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Hey. Hungry is, it's just, it's an accessible song. And, uh, yep. my girlfriend yep. is, is a personal trainer. So, you know, we were just, pre-COVID in the gym, constantly listening to this kind of, you know, your music. And as a, as a music teacher and as someone who like did three to five gigs a week, like the only place recreation, recreational music fit into my life, like listening for fun mm -hmm. came in the gym. Okay. So between your, you know, oh, that's weird. Yeah. I guess I didn't think of that. That's yeah. Because when music's your job, it's not always, you know, the release then I guess. Right. Huh a weird world <laughs> it, it, it's as someone who's like made of music it's so strange when you like you're in the car and the last thing you want to listen to is music but in the gym you think it's such a way to, to pump yourself yeah. up so yeah let's let's start at the beginning so what at what point in your life did you figure out you wanted to be your own boss and just wake up and do everything on your own terms uh it took me a really long time i um so I'm, I'm older, I guess. So there was no, there, there was no internet. There was no, all I had was like magazines, right? So, you know, look at magazines and I was like, oh, that's really cool. They do that. They do that. And, but I never thought that I could do any of that. And I was always extremely creative. Um, I mean, I made my own tux for prom. Um, I was selling it like six years old or something like that. I was designing, I was taking things apart, rebuilding things, just whatever I could do to create. And I loved creating, but I watching everyone in my life. I never thought I could do it for a living. So I watched my mom, you know, be a nurse. I watched my dad work corporate for Amtrak. I watched my uncle work corporate for uh, like a paper company. Like I didn't know anyone that was doing something. So I always thought that if you were doing your own thing, it must've been magic or something, you know? Um, so I went to, I went to college, uh, <clears throat> And I started, you know, the more jobs I worked, the more I, I started talking to the owners and I realized that the owners of the companies I was working for were just normal dudes who started it, you know? And then I started, I dropped out of college. I went to art school, dropped out of art school. And I started working for QVC, um, the home shopping. No, yeah, they're a home shopping channel, not HSN, mm -hmm. but QVC. Really weird place for me to work, you know, just selling to old women, um, I was in charge of like makeup and cooking and dining, like just weird, right? So my position was a graphic designer, but because I like to have my hands in everything, I, I sort of stepped up. So I would work with the buying team would buy a pressure cooker. And then the pressure cooker, they come and they'd present it to the team and they'd say how we're going to sell it. And the marketing team would come up with this thing. And then the graphics team and design team would come up with something. We'd present it. We'd go do the photo shoot. We'd get the story. We'd tell the story to the hosts. The hosts would then, you know, sell it online or on air. And based on that, we would sell it online. And I saw everything sort of spider and work together. And not many people cared about the whole process. Everyone cared about their individual part in the process. But I was watching the whole process and I was like, these people aren't, no one here is intelligent. <laughs> like Everyone here is going through the motions. This isn't that hard. So while i was realizing that maybe mid 20s or early 20s uh i came in contact with a guy who was starting a business and he wanted to hire me as a graphic designer so i came in as a graphic designer and he quickly realized that i was capable of like everything i wanted to do and he could really utilize me so he really i said utilize i meant to say exploit he exploited me for about six months took complete advantage of me you know it was horrible but 
I got like this giant lesson in business. And once again, I was like, this dude isn't that intelligent. Like he may got over on me, but he's not that smart. And the product he came up with, and I watched, we developed a product together. And then I was like, I, I bet you I could do stuff. So I, uh, I started an apparel line. I started um, doing all the creative backside for my wife, who is a professional, not a bodybuilder, but sort of a bodybuilder, a smaller bodybuilder um, and fitness model. And I, I started saying, well, I think I can just do all these things. And there wasn't really anyone else in the marketplace in fitness doing a lot of the things I was doing. Um, but I saw it in other markets. So I saw it in, you know, the BMX world, or I saw it in the skate world where, where, you know, like alien workshop came out, came out of nowhere and started making boards and all of a sudden they're everywhere. Um, so I was like, was that just normal people trying really hard and they created products and made a movement and made a brand? Like, is that actually how that works? And once I started to put the pieces together, uh, social media came about, I really just hit the ground running full speed realized how to do it and then excelled at it and then sort of started to branch off and do other things and start other companies. And, uh, I still have no fucking clue what I'm doing, but I can try real hard <laughs> and, uh, I like problem solving. So a lot of times it makes up for my lack of, I guess, skill or knowledge. I would do it. I think, I mean, how many of us know, you know, like w with me, like, so I was a, professional musician. That's what I did. Yeah. And I yeah. fell, I fell into an opportunity to teach for someone else two months into teaching. He's like, Hey, I want to sell you the business. Like, okay. A year into teaching at that facility, they decided they were going to close it. So I had to take out another loan to open up this school, which is not my yes. own school. And the whole while it's like, I can stay up longer than the other guy and I can learn more than the other guy. And I yeah. will work harder than the other guy. And I think that is probably the greatest asset you can have in life. It's just, yeah be you know first one in last one out all that stuff you know yeah and that's that's sort of what i was willing to do um i was i found out really quickly that um you know not knocking my parents who are working a nine to five or anything like that but you know i saw my dad work so hard for someone else and they took what seemed like everything from him right so i mean he would leave at 4 30 in the morning he would get home at 6 30 at night and he was just i saw the dude so exhausted and then he would go out and take care of the yard and do everything else he needed to do as, as a father. And I was like, man, like my, my dad works four 30 in the morning. He leaves the house and he doesn't go to bed till 11 and he's working the whole time. And I took a lot of that work ethic and just being able to do stuff from him. So when it came time to, you know, start businesses or do anything, it was to work a 20 hour day for me. It was no big deal, you know? And, and, where other people are like, oh, I'm so hungry or I'm tired or I need to call my girlfriend. I was like, well, I can just keep doing this. Like I am. And I, I started to pride myself on just being able to outwork everyone. Um, <clears throat> no matter who it was, like if I wasn't smarter, I would still get the same job done. It might take me longer, but I, I threw a lot and like, you know, working like, legitimately working 20 hour days. I know a lot of people say that. Um, and that was one of my biggest, I think that was one of the biggest reasons why I took off so fast is because everyone always says, I work 20 hours a day. I work 20 hours a day. And I, I always knew that they were lying or exaggerating. And I was like, I wonder if, the, how can I prove that? And I was like, I'll live stream myself working, right? Like if you can sign on at three o'clock in the morning and you can still see me working, I'm actually doing it. So I went through, when I started Flagner Fail, which is my apparel line, which is what I'm wearing. Um, I didn't have any money to start. So I started hand printing everything. So I was not only designing, hand printing, packaging, shipping, everything like that. And we took off pretty quick. So I had a lot of work. So, and even, even garments, I would print everywhere. So everything was pretty elaborate and there was a lot of work to do. And instead of hiring someone, I just did it all. So working 20 hours a day, sleeping four was completely normal for me for about three months. And I just live streamed every day and people believed me and they fell in love with like watching someone actually do it. Um, you know, along with, along with my wife who <clears throat> sat there right beside me and worked equally as hard. Um, yeah, I just, I, I found like my superpower, which was, I can just, I can sprint for a really long time. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it's, it's completely inspiring. I mean, I, so as I mentioned before, my girlfriend was huge into fitness, uh, personal trainer, fitness model, all that stuff helped me get into tremendous shape for a period of time. And then I fell off the wagon, but I'll get back. But that's how you came into my world is Dana was, was her idol. And, and I yeah. was like, okay, so I start watching the videos. I'm like, Oh, these songs are cool. Oh, who's this guy? That's her husband. Oh, he has my name. Oh, we should be friends. And just <laughs> yeah. watch that, that, you know, it's, it's perhaps dopey to say, but that power couple thing where here's a unit, here's two people doing yeah. everything together just as one and, and creating yeah. this empire. I, I just think it's absolutely incredible. So yeah, we, uh, we worked out really, really well together. I mean, I mean, obviously like looking back now, it's like, Ooh, there's a lot that could have been fixed. Um, and a lot of missteps we took just like any relationship, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, man, she, I mean, the big, the big, everyone's like, Oh, how do you make it work? How did you make that happen? And it's like, she 100% trusted in me. Uh, she told me her goals and I said, I will make this happen for you. If you listen to everything I say and essentially you follow directions and just support me, we'll, we'll do this. And in, in saying that she just had full trust in that. I cared that I had her best interests and, um, we just ran full speed. And anytime that she didn't really speak up the whole journey, like she never really like said, Oh, we shouldn't do this. Right. She just sort of listened to me and let me drive the boat. And the biggest thing was whenever she remotely spoke up, I was all ears and I would do whatever she said. Um, so it was a really interesting dynamic. Uh, she's, I've never seen anyone before like her, but she's someone that if, when you give a specific task to, she can, she'll execute it. I mean, if you, she, she preps for 22 weeks. So uh, once again, for people that are watching that don't know bodybuilding, she's on a, a limited calorie restricted diet. That's pretty much just rice, chicken, broccoli, and then cardio um, and lifting and just very, very strict. And she'll go 22 weeks and not make one mistake. And what I'm saying, I won't, she won't take a bite of a cookie. She won't stop the stair mill one minute early. Like she executes i've never seen anyone execute like that that's incredible that's yeah we're incredible. i mean we're, we're pretty solid team definitely and it comes across that way <laughs> i think one of the things that makes you know you're saying in the beginning you, you just you're being you and it it's the byproduct is inspiring people but that wasn't the, the goal it's just how yeah. it is i think you you are you put out such a real version of yourself to the world which is very raw and honest and i think that's just something that how could you not be drawn to it? You know, here's, here's a guy being a guy doing this thing. And when it works, you see it. And when it doesn't work, you see it too, but you being guaranteed it's going to work the next time. Cause there is no stopping failures, part of success. Mm -hmm. It's working. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, thanks man. One of the, one of the things I, I learned really soon or in the beginning was just being authentic. And there was a quest to like be something and be someone. And, um, I've knew people that engineered the person and I can respect this too. I have really good friends that they pictured the person that they wanted to be. And then they just worked towards being that person. Um, I sort of took the other route, which was, I felt like I was already the person I wanted to be. I was doing all the things I wanted to do. I was saying all the things I wanted to say. The same thing with Dana. She was exactly who she wanted to be. And I just continued to be myself, but vocally and out there. And I always took the approach that like, I don't know if, if, if nobody, you know, if you don't, you just might not have it, you know, you might, you might not have it. And, uh, with her, I knew she had it absolutely knew she had it, but the gatekeepers of the industry, which were the magazines, the show promoters, um, all of that stuff really, really didn't think she had it. And, we just stayed genuine to her and who she is and didn't change a thing. And she sort of changed the look of the industry and sort of changed how the industry works. Um, and we went around the industry and got to the top. And I, I sort of did the same thing with music. Um, like, I don't, you know, I don't claim to be a, a fantastic musician. I don't claim to, I, I, I'm an artist, so I understand it. Um, but like, I, I'm not going to get on the guitar and, uh, you know, rip. Maybe some, maybe give some lessons, but yeah, um, you. <laughs> but you know I know I know what sounds good and I know what resonates and and uh, and resonates and why it should and and I think that 
in creating, you know, our first album uh, a long time ago, nine years ago. Um, same thing. I just set out to make something I like. You know, it wasn't, it was, this is what I like about music. And in my specific place, uh, which is the gym, this is what I want to hear. Um, and I was very calculated not to sell it, but very calculated in just making something I wanted. And it took off. It's really, really cool. I think you're selling yourself short though. Cause I think you are a musician through and through. I mean, okay. Okay. So like this song wrecked dude, like yeah. in my personal story, like I had to sacrifice a lot in my life to restart. Yeah. And hearing those lyrics, it's like, you're telling my story, you know? And, and yeah. that's, I think, you know, th there is, I don't know, I say poetry or an it's an artist, but it's a musician, you know, it's definitely coming across and, and, all the music that you've created, it, it truly does the job of making you do exactly what those lyrics are saying to do. And yeah. so, you know, it's unavoidable. Yeah. And that goes back to realizing, you know, back when I was getting into business, I realized you see these people that you think are somehow above you or, or, or this guy started a company as a billionaire. I guarantee you hang out with that dude for 15 minutes and he is the same as you. So I've, I realized really quick that we're all the same person. So if there's something that I need out of life and there's something that I'm missing or there's a phrase that I'm saying to myself in my head or there's something that I, you know, like, like I really like repetitive, you know, I don't want complicated lyrics. I want everything to be first person. I need to be extremely positive and I need to be extremely cocky. You know, I grew up listening to, uh, you know, hardcore music that was that was oddly positive when you broke down the lyrics, you know, like. Hate breed is somehow empowering if you listen well, to it properly. Yeah. Like spit my last breath is like, I don't know. I'm yeah, fuck you. I'm here to fight. I'm here to I'm here to bring it. And uh that's what I wanted out of music. That's what I wanted out of my songs. That's what I want on my lyrics. Like I want to feel like a superhero in my own movie. And I don't I wanna I think sometimes, you know, people always hate on me because I'm a little repetitive in my music, but sometimes the more I say it, the more it gets driven home, you know, and I, that's what I need. If it's casually said at one point, you know, I think we all have songs where the breakdown comes up or something comes up and you're like, man, I just wish that just repeated for a while. Yeah. And uh, in working out, like, dude, it's about repetition, repetition, repetition. So in developing the music, it was so easy for me to say all these things that I say in my head while I'm training, all these things in the cadence, in the arrangement that I think it needs to be done, um, it just, it made so much sense. And then surprise, surprise, it made a lot of sense to other people too. Well, it's I like still don't mantra. think I'm a musician though. I don't, I, I hustle, hustle, hustle brings the, uh, Charlie brings the, the, the musician side in a lot. We'll get you but playing. We, I feel That's like okay. I art, art directed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it becomes like a mantra. I mean, like, you know, it, it's, I think the best kind of music is the music that can make you feel something. And, you know, yeah. when I was trying to, you know, put this together and get you on here, like primarily we talk to musicians, but then I've talked to a bunch of entrepreneurs. I haven't talked to anyone who does both. And yeah. I feel like all the music that you put out, it really makes you feel something. And it doesn't matter if it's, it's repetitive, it's repetitive for a reason because it's trying yeah. to make you feel that feeling. Yeah. So mission. Yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just, thank you. I'm just trying to provoke emotion. And I think that, um, that, that is one of the weird things. And, and that um, if you ever saw us take a break and, and releasing albums or anything, that was why, which was, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, the reason I made the first song is because YouTube started demonetizing my videos. And I was like, I'll just make my own music. So I made the song Work, Hustle, Kill, um, you know, sort of to promote a shirt. Like, you know, it all was very entrepreneurial. And then uh, people were stealing it. So we uploaded it to itunes at the end of the first month we got a check for a thousand dollars and i was like wait what just like i had never had passive income like that so my entrepreneurial spirit was like let's make an album and then when we went to make it it was it wasn't hey let's make an album to make money you know or even to seem cool it was like this is so cool we have this opportunity let's make them let's make albums that make sense for us and then anytime that we started a new album and we somehow started factoring too many things in like, you know, well, what do the people want to hear? Or uh, what do you think is going to sell the best? Or what do you think is going to be the most mainstream? 
that's when we would just bail, walk away and revisit it in three months. So I, 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 the entrepreneurial side, I like that it never like interfered with that creative side. That's why I like making songs so much. That's awesome, man. How did the, so you put out the songs. Well, we'll we're going to come back to the entrepreneurial side. Let's jump with the music for a minute here. Cool. So you put out, you put out that first, uh, I'll say a record EP, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, and then the second one comes out with beast and all that. Um, at, at what point did people start approaching you for, you know, these major placements and things like that? Because that's like, as anyone who releases music, that's the, that's the way you make the music. It's, it's, yeah, especially so, so, now. so, so it happened to the first album. So it was really, really strange. We came out with uh, Battle Tested. And I mean, for th- it, it was a weird time too, right? Because it was before streaming. Mm-hmm. And it was, there was no physical discs. So we were in that weird world when, uh, when you had to like buy albums off of, buy digital albums off of YouTube mm-hmm. and they, or off of uh, iTunes, they still cost the same. So, I mean, like our initial weekend of releasing the album, we did like $30,000. And it was like, I don't understand. What is the fuck? <laughs> um, so, and, and it like continued, but we hit, we hit on the charts, I believe on the iTunes charts. I think we got to like 27 overall, which to me was like, how are we doing this? And it's back when iTunes charts, now I hit number one on iTunes charts. And it's like, I know it doesn't matter because it's a weird spike of 600 people purchasing that day and everyone streams anyway. But back then that was a big deal. Sure. And I'm pretty sure that we hit, we hit on uh, the billboard charts have something called the heat seekers. And we hit 13th on the heat seekers charts for billboards. And it was just very, it didn't seem real, which I think is good because I didn't take it serious. I was like, Oh, this is cool. People like stuff. Um, (laughs) I, I also didn't think it was going to do well. So I told the other half of my band, I was like, Hey man, whatever, whatever the album does financially, you just keep it. Fuck it. Like I don't, I'm doing these, I'm just doing this for fun. Not realizing it was going to do so well. Um, and then just continued to do well. And we had a guy, we knew we didn't want to sign on an album or a label or anything like that, because I don't like feeling like I have a boss. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a guy, Phil, with Wonderless Music, I believe is his company name. And he was, uh, um, he, he just handled our placements. He was friends with Charlie. He did some freelance work with Charlie. And dude, next thing you know, they're like, hey man, Under Armour wants to use your song. And I was like, Under Armour, like the brand? And they were like, yeah. And they sent a video clip of them using Hungry as the song. And I was like, this is crazy. Um, so I never saw that on TV. Uh, but I saw it on YouTube. I got like, which was crazy to me. I was like, they're using my songs in real commercials. Um, after that, we got hit up by ESPN, I believe was the next one. And ESPN used it in, there's a there's a show about quarterbacks, like young quarterbacks, like maybe it's like 21 something or 22, I don't know. But they used it as their, like their theme song. So I had to like quick upgrade my cable so that I had ESPN so that I could watch this. And it was just crazy. Um, After that, we, we got picked up by the NBA. The NBA used it for game. It was a game six. So like they're doing the intro and like LeBron's dunking to hungry. I'm like, just my mind's blowing. Like, I don't know how we got here because we weren't hard selling. It was just like organically happening. Then we came out with beast. um, Our second album. Cause we were like, Hey man, let's just, you know, uh, I, I took 10 grand. I bought a studio set up and I was like, let's just start recording in my, uh, in my office. We came out with beast. Um, and that was like, you know, uh, Antoine Farquaad wanted to use it for, uh, Southpaw. Um, trying to think it like, uh, there's a couple other Netflix shows and like all of a sudden we're getting all these placements. It's just, it was crazy. I don't even, I, I honestly don't even know how it happened. I have no idea. You just did it, man. That's, I mean, that's what happened. I, I think that, I think that's what happened is we, we just did it. It was good. It, it was all just good and it was just working. And I think it was fresh. I think that, um, we hit a market that didn't exist and iTunes, whenever we released an album, we always struggled because iTunes would move us to workout music. 
And I was like, no, 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 don't put us there. That's like, it was weird, like Paula Abdul remixes for aerobics. And I was like, that's, we don't belong there. And they're like, so what are you? Are you rap or are you punk? And I was like, electronic? I don't know. Like, I don't know what genre it is. It's, it's, it's for people that want to get hype and do cool shit. Like you don't have to be in the gym and that's when sports teams start picking it up, you know? Um, that got really, really cool with, with seeing like the Spurs come out or the Dallas Mavericks and all these, all these, uh, the Cubs would play to their stadiums. And it's, I, but it was, it, it was the players listening to it. And then the players would then suggested to people and it just worked its way through the internet. That's the beautiful thing about the internet right now is like the gatekeepers are gone, man. Like if people like stuff, we'll just play it. Yeah. That's one, you know, one of the things we do with a lot of the younger musicians here is I put them in bands and I try and get them creating. Cause I think music mm-hmm. it's great to play other people's music, but if you can't express yourself with your own music, you're kind of missing a vital step in, in what yes. the process is. And I'm always telling them like, put out a go on Instagram and just put out a video every day. Just put it in your story. It's gone in 24 hours. Who cares? Just yeah. document and put it out. And, and just, as you said, the gatekeepers are gone. Like you can on TikTok, you can just click and all of a sudden you're viral. And, and it's just, what the fuck just happened? Yep. And it's all just practice, you know? So like you give the average person a cell phone and you say like, Hey, hard sell this item or talk about why, you know, this, this pen, that's a dumb one, but like this knife, talk about why this knife is so fantastic. And like, it's hard, man. It's hard to do a podcast. I remember the first podcast, first interview I did and I'm falling all over myself. And now it's like, Oh, I'm just, it's comfortable. It's what you do. But it's that repetition of same as playing the guitar. It's the repetition of doing it where you get comfortable. If you handed me a guitar right now, I would be like, am I, uh, am I holding it right? Is this how I hold it? But you get that repetition and uh, same thing. Yeah. Film yourself every day, man. Make, make vlogs every day and don't even show anyone. You know, yep. but get get that start creating, figuring out how you create, what makes you special, what you like, and eventually something's going to work. Yep. And that's a parallel I always try and draw. I think I was mentioning to you earlier, like to get good at a musical instrument is similar to getting in good shape. You got to yeah. work at it. You got to put in those reps. And I use those things when it comes to, I give someone a, a, a scale to practice or a chord progression. I look at it the exact same way as you would say, okay, we're going to do a 15 at this. Then we're going to make the weight heavier and go 10 and so on. It's, it's the same concept as you're just trying to get the reps in to become a master at whatever you're trying to do, but you got to yeah. earn it. There, there is no uh, shortcut to it. No, no, there's not. I mean, I feel like I took a shortcut because I just scream. But uh, or yell or whatever the hell I do. Key. And you can harmonize your streams. That's hard to do. I can harmonize now. Yeah. My last <laughs> album, uh, that was a huge step for me. I um I got uh Grant was sort of acting acting as like my vocal coach and he was like, All right, see if you can hit this and he would sing it. And I was like, I don't I don't know, man. That seems high. And it, like he coached me through a lot of the stuff and we, we practiced a little bit. And next thing you know, I was harmonizing. This is I feel pretty good right now. I didn't think I had any talent, but if I can harmonize a little bit, here we go. Harmonizing is way harder than just regular singing because to not drift to the main line, because everyone does that. You're like, I'll hit hit this note. Okay, now you hit this note. And then you hit the other note and like, and they just match you. So the fact that you're matching yourself, that's a talent. That's a musician. Trying, Trying. All right. I like that. (laughs) Thank you. My pleasure, man. It's a fact. All right, let's go. Let's, let's, I think it's fascinating. and, and, And this is maybe a, an overused concept, but let's walk through a day in the life of Rob Bailey. Oh what, shit. What's your morning? To- <laughs> and I know you're building um, a new space. It's beautiful. So I'm sure it's a bit crazier now. Doing a lot right now. My, uh, the, 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 the way I'm looking at my days right now. And, uh, so I like to fight. I like to like look at things as a fight. Like that's the easiest way for me to do it. Um, I feel like if you're walking down the street and someone punches you in the face, you're very surprised. It's very hard to take a random punch. But if you're in a fight and you get hit, it's like, yeah, I'm in a fight. Of course I got hit. I that was that was nothing. Bring it on and I'm 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 able to fight back because I know that I'm in a fight. So my day to day, I sort of position myself knowing that I'm in a fight. So right now at the end of every day, dude, I'm just happy that I I feel like a fucking champion that I got through it because it's been it's been something. Um Jeez. So my alarm clock goes off at 4:45. Um, 
I've laid all my stuff out the night before because I know that if I want to be out of the house in 15 minutes, I have to be somewhat with it. So I leave at 4.45. I get out of the house by 5 or 5.05. Um, I have about a 25-minute drive to my garage. Inside my garage, I have a treadmill. I run five miles every morning. I don't go over five miles. I stop right at the five. I get off um, and I train for about an hour and a half. Uh, I do like an athletic bodybuilding training. Um, then I go shower and by that time it's like eight o'clock and I'm in the office. Um, every single day is different. I, um, I, I started buying real estate. I manage real estate. Um, obviously doing music, doing podcasts, putting out my own content, my own YouTube channel. Um, ex- executive work i'm building these buildings i have other things that i'm building gc in construction uh on three different supplement lines developing new lines managing my wife's line managing the employees i do that all day um i just started backup photography i design blah 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 so i i generally do like random work throughout the day until about nine o'clock at night eight thirty or nine o'clock at night and then I drive home. It takes me about 25 minutes. And then I prep all my food. And uh, I try to get asleep by like, I try to get in bed at least by 11 and asleep by 1130. And I do it all over again. Wow. Some days are better than ever. Some days in the middle of the day, I'll look up in the sky and I'll realize it's really nice. And I actually just bought an airplane. I'll go fly my airplane. But most of the days are just like today where it's just like work and then get done at eight or nine o'clock at night and start over. Dude, I, I just cannot let that pass that you're probably the only person I'll get to speak to in my life who can say, I look up at the sky and it's beautiful. So I jump in my airplane and I go fly. <laughs> <laughs> I can like almost, so we can't even fly drones at our warehouse right now because we're too close to the airport. So like two minutes up the road, literally two minutes, I have uh, a 182 turbo that like, yeah, if there's a two hour window, I'm in the sky. Absolutely. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I remember watching the videos when you're training for the pilot's license. I was like, this dude's yep. going to do this. Like, that's not I'm trying, man. Task, well, I man. saw it. I, I, uh, one of my biggest things that I've been obsessed with is I, I like, I like obviously problem solving. And I've noticed that the one thing that always holds me up from problem solving is like abundance, solutions, everything like that. And with seeing the way the world's going, and I don't want to get too deep into that, but. I was like, I feel like at some point in time, they're not going to let me on an airplane. I better get my own. So whatever it was, three or four years ago, I started working towards that goal and uh, accomplished it last year. Just because I, freedom's like my number one thing. I, uh, I, I love feeling like I'm in control. I love freedom. I love being in control of my own destiny. Um, I love abundance. So like, if I want to be able to travel somewhere, I want to be able to do something. If there's anything in my way, I want to try to mitigate that, stop it, wipe it away so that I can just be as free as possible. I couldn't agree more, man. You know, over the course of this last year, I've been very blessed in that I've been able to take my business, which is a brick Mm -hmm. and mortar music lesson business and transition to this online thing where I'm doing these interviews with incredible people and we're teaching students all over the country. And it's just, you know, I've been written up in a couple of different papers and been on other podcasts and stuff. So people are coming to me. They're like, "Oh, Rob, like, you, you know, it looks like you're doing so great. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm still at a place where I'm here every day. I'm breaking my ass working. But I think to me, yeah. like, truly being successful is being free to do whatever. It's not yeah. a fancy watch. It's not. It, it's being able to just say, fuck it. I'm going to go fly my airplane for two hours. Yeah. That's. that's yeah. It. It's freedom. Um, yeah. It's uh, I, it's cool, man. The 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 last year obviously like destroyed a bunch of people but it also like man, it's just it's just you got to figure something else out and like i don't know i love that you know we 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 focused on some other businesses we changed some business plans and like i don't know it's fun man it's fun to try to figure out ooh okay so this this option's gone now what can we do now to make it work you know and then i mean it, teaching online like building that platform out doing all that like you just you just went from hey there's wherever you live there's that many people to like now you have the whole entire world to work from right. you know 
now all of a sudden your prices can triple and you'll still find the clientele because you're dealing with the world instead of dealing with your 20 mile radius. Like it's cool, man. It's cool to, it's cool to get hit by barriers and then figure out how to get around them. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's finding the opportunity in that adversity. My, um, my family owned a restaurant about 10 years ago. And when the economy took a shit, we lost that restaurant. And and mm-hmm. I learned from that experience that keep your foot on the gas, no matter what walls are in yeah. front of you, keep your foot on the yeah. fucking gas. Yeah. That's, that's one of the biggest things is I took my foot off the gas when I moved to Montana for a little bit. And one of the biggest things that I tell people to never do that. Cause it's, it's, it's almost like you, it's, it's really hard to come back. And that's why I understand people that, you know, you're 35 and you've never done anything and you're not in shape and, you know, everything feels like, blah. it's so hard to get out of that, dude. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cause it's hard to get up every day. Like I'm a driven motherfucker. And I'll tell you what, from 445 to 515 and in the first 15 minutes, I'm on the treadmill. I'm like, what am I, this is the worst. <laughs> I should not be on this treadmill right now. And still to this day, I've been doing it for four months and my brain it does everything to convince me. It's like, hey, man, you really got to poop. You should get off the treadmill. I'm like, I don't shut up, you fucking brain. Like, I do not have to go to the bathroom. I'm fine. They're like, yeah, but you're thirsty. I'm like, I got water right here. They're like, yeah, but what if you finish that water? You should go get it. It's like, it's just a fight against my brain to shut up because all yeah. it wants to make me do is get off the treadmill and like lay down on the ground. Yeah. And I understand that that inner battle that people have, man. It's just like, no, you just like, if you, you got to decide what you want, you got to make it clear and then you have to execute it viciously and don't slow down, you yeah. know? And, and if, if you're running and you're not liking how you're running, you can change it. Just keep running. Yep. Dude. I, I see it with, with students. I'll see it. Um, you know, I turned 38 next Wednesday, so I'll see students. Ooh, age, thanks brother. So I'll see students, you know, in my age bracket and older, who have every, they'll sign up for lessons and then they just start canceling left and right. And, and they just want to say, I have, I have a guitar teacher. I'm a guitar student. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, like, it's just, I know a, that. you know, it, they, they want to mm-hmm. have it show off and tell their friends, but they don't want to actually do the work because they're making every excuse possible. And it, it's, yep. I'm proud enough to be able to be in a place where I can fire a client and say, yeah, hey. you're not doing the work. And it's, yeah. That time should be with someone who wants it, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, the coach, the coaching space is very interesting. Um, business, I, I saw it start early on with uh, fitness coaches. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, well, this is my coach. And this is, uh, it gets pretty exhausting. Um, yep. And that's all they want to do is say they have a coach. Same thing with business coaches. Oh, this is my coach. This is my business coach. I don't care who your business coach is. Let me my see your coach. portfolio. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, this is my mentor. This is my, and it's like, it, it is frustrating that, people are going through the motions with stuff that really matters. You know, like you signed up for lessons. You obviously wanted to play the guitar. What are you doing? You're watching Netflix, man. Right. You know, you're, you're not doing anything. I, I, I doubt that you're doing anything or you could rearrange to make it happen. Like make it happen, dude. But yep. that follow through is it's, it feels like it's getting harder and harder for everyone. Um, I, for multiple tutor reasons, but, uh, yeah, it's, it sucks to see. It's It bums me out because, like, I'm not even mad at people. I just feel bad, you know? It's um, a sad It is. It, it's not yeah. anger. It's like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, it bums me out. Because I, I know how bad I feel when I don't follow through with something. And I can't imagine just not following through. So, I don't know. That's part of, I think, why I stay. Not that I'm, like, in the public eye. But that's why I continue to put out content. You know, because I am tired sometimes of it. And I, I could financially probably if I stopped uploading or stopped doing things, I could make a lot of money if I had more time and wasn't doing YouTube videos or, you know, all this stuff. Um, but I like it, man, because like I, people come back to me years later and I don't I don't know how I say things that inspire people because I just feel like a dumb idiot, but I'll get somebody like, Hey, five years ago, you said this to me and it changed my life. And I'm like, are you just saying that to be nice? Or did that actually happen? Because I don't remember saying anything revolutionary. Like, that's ah, just the way you said it. Like, All right, man. As long as your life changed. So like, I almost feel like an obligation to keep uploading content and somehow affecting people. 
I don't know how, but I don't yeah. want people to do that sign up and fail thing. I like I want people to follow through on their shit and feel better. But I think that's a byproduct of just going out there and being real. You know, I'll have circumstances where I'm trying to, because I think teaching someone something is like 90% making them feel like they can do anything and 10% transferring a skill, you know? That makes sense. So, yeah. That's so the I'm, thing, dude, is, is thinking you can do it. Right. Yeah. So right. you just, you, wait, so you just tell people you're doing really good. You can do this. Like you did with me with harmonizing a couple minutes ago. No, that was the truth. So here's my secret sauce, right? I'm okay, really, I'll all right. So check it out. I, I, I make people crazy because I'm like, I'm an enthusiastic guy and I, I really like music. I really do. I mean, I'm sitting in a room yeah. with 25 guitars and six amplifiers and that's just one of six rooms in this building. So it's a disease really. Mm -hmm. So when someone is doing something well, I'm like, holy, like I'm cursing at a seven year old. Holy shit. I can't believe like, and, and like I stop myself. I'm like, listen, you don't know me that well. I'm going to promise you. I would never tell you you're doing good at something if you're not. Because then yeah. you're going to go tell your friends, my teacher says I'm great. And then you're not. And then we all look stupid. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's genuine and it's real, but it's putting them in the place where they feel like they can try to do anything. And then when they execute gotcha. on it, I, I genuinely, you know, harmonizing a scream is not easy. If you use heated exchange, if you can see the chat, that's my girlfriend. That's our band. She's a oh, singer. Wait, I can't see a chat. Anymore. Wait, there's a chat. I don't know if you see the chat. There's not much in there. I don't even know if I have it open to be seen. Oh, I missed but, it. All right. But it was something about, you know, I don't know. Well, they'll be back, I assume. <laughs> that was the wrong button. Well, thank you guys for hanging out here. We're having a good time. All good. He's back. I signed out. I was trying That's to look at the chat. How embarrassing. <laughs> right. But, you know, harmonizing a scream is not easy. I'm not blowing smoke in your ass. It's the truth. Right, thank you. <laughs> but... Oh, I forgot what I was saying with that. Oh, so it's telling someone they can do something, you know, it's, yeah. it's giving them this, this confidence, you know, that that's, that's, I guess the, the gift in all of it. I had more to say about that, but I lost it entirely. I don't know. It'll come back. Uh, it's because I, it's because I exited the chat and then that is totally why that's exactly I, what happened. I apologize, but <laughs> no, that's, that's something that I struggle with is um, like, I'm not good at managing employees because something I'm not even good at holding relationships with people because I fully believe that anyone can do anything. Like I'm still that delusional, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're like, astronaut. I'm like, fuck yeah, you can do it. That's like awesome. I, I believe that, you know? And I think a lot of times I have more belief in people than they have in themselves. And when they, when they don't do it, I'm like, well, what, why didn't you try hard enough? And like, it's almost like I can't relate. And then right. we don't do good as friends. You know, I, uh, I just have so much faith in everyone. I, I feel like the, it may not be the most traditional way to get there, you know, but you can do it, you know, yeah. like uh, I, my example I always use is, is like, if I said right now, I'm, I'm about to turn 38, I'm six, three, I'm currently 260 pounds. And like, I feel pretty comfortable being like, oh, I could play in the NBA. Now, realistically, no there's no way right now I could get to the NBA, but I could, I could, I could somehow work hard enough to get myself courtside, you know, where I could somehow become a, a good enough writer and critique the game enough where I could somehow, I could become really, really, really close to playing in the NBA in some kind of way, you know? And I think that that's what I think people need to realize is there's there, whatever your dream is, there's some way to get really, really close to it where you're virtually doing it. You know, if you want to work for NASA, there's a way to do it. If you want to work for Tesla, there's a way to get there. And it's just a, how much you want to put in it and then your angle to get there. And I, I just, I have this weird thing where I just believe in everyone. I think that's, uh, I, I, again, I agree with that entirely though, because it's, there's always a way. That's one of the things that we're always trying to teach. Like everyone who picks up a guitar, you're not necessarily going to become the next John Mayer or next Eddie Van Halen, next Taylor Swift, whatever your hero is, but you can find a way to make music your job. You definitely yeah. can. You can be 100%. in the industry. And I think that's with anything. If you just do the work. Mm -hmm. It's so simple, isn't it? Right. You, I mean, it's just, we're talking to each other. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you just do the work. It, it, <laughs> and the work isn't always conventional and you're going to have to pivot and it's going to, it might not work out the first time. You might need to find a different angle, but like the biggest strength in everything is when you hit that roadblock, the way you figure out 
your way around it. That's to me, that's what's made me the most powerful. It's made me the most successful is whenever I hit like a giant roadblock, I, I get excited. Like most people are like, damn, I failed. The ride's over. And I hit a roadblock and I'm like, wait a second. If I get past this roadblock, I'm going to, I'm going to unleash like another level of like Mario brothers where I'm like, now I'm on level seven. You know what I mean? Like if I beat this, I'm going to, the skill set that I'm going to develop when I get on the other side of this is going to be so powerful that like, I'm never going to be the same. So when I run into giant roadblocks, like I get excited and everyone around me is like, what, what do you, what do you mean? Like your building just caught on fire. I'm like, yeah, but now I have to figure out how to build a new building. And they're like, that's a, a really weird way to look at that, man. <laughs> like, Dude, I'm telling you, I was in a situation one time where my laptop ate just shit to bed. I lost everything, everything. And my immediate reaction was that like, well, now I'll get a new one and I'll just have to, maybe that stuff wasn't that good. Maybe I'll do it better. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, when I found out that the music store that I was teaching out of was closing, I would drove an hour home and immediately called a real estate agent friend. I'm like, listen, I got to find a spot. Like most yep. people would have been shattered. I'm like, this is great. You know, mm-hmm. now I can do something bigger and better. So I yeah. get it hundred percent, man. Yeah, it, it opens it up, man. It, it opens it up and it's like, I, now I can do anything I want. Right. Oh my God. It's great. Incredible. Incredible. I have a question here. It says, do you still live on the farm with the animals? Do you have still the animals? Still yeah. Yeah. So we, we have a farm. Uh, I guess I haven't uploaded them in a while. We have, what do we have, man? We have a lot. We have like six or eight goats. It's Dana's world. So we have six or eight like mini goats. Um, and then we have two giant great Pyrenees. Uh, and then we have a pit bull. And this summer, one of the things I like working with my hands, like my, for me to relax is, uh, is like manual labor. So if I'm looking to take a Sunday off, it'll be 12 hours of cutting and splitting firewood. And to me, that's like, that's better than fucking Cabo. Um, so my, one of my goals this summer is to clear out a little more of, of our 20 acres, extend the fence. So all the animals have a little bit more. And then she wants to get something like an alpaca or she loves it, man. She, she, she loves animals so much. Um, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty old, I guess we're 37 and we don't have kids. Um, it just didn't seem like a priority ever. And I, the other problem is we still feel like we're 20. Yeah. So we were never like, we should have kids. We're like, we're too young to have kids. And now that we're, I guess, getting a little bit older, we're like, wait, did we miss a window to have kids? Um, but she did. She, I think she just puts all that love into animals. So it's super cool to watch. But yeah, we still live there. Um, it's up on the mountain and with the miniature farm. It's awesome, man. I, we're animal people. So, so I, I love nice. that stuff. Yeah. Actually, this morning on my way to work, there was a, this is a random tangent, but there was a, two bees that I guess they'd eaten some pesticide or something. And they were on my way walking out of where I live. So I called my girlfriend, she comes out and she was able to resuscitate one of these bees and it, it came back to life and it flew away. So maybe sounds like, sounds like Dana. Dana is obsessed with saving bees. She <laughs> loves bees. She will. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You guys would be great friends. I care a lot. I don't, I feel like I care the appropriate amount. You know, she, Dana is the one who cares. I think the average person would agree like too much. So then you know? she, she and my girlfriend, Sam would be best friends because that's yeah, that. perfect. Well, they should get in contact. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy, man. Um, all right. We're running out of time here. There's other things I wanted to discuss. So let's talk at your supplement line. Um, yeah. Because I think that's just such a cool space to be in because yeah. it, it's, it's okay. So you have the apparel line, the flag, mm-hmm. flag nor fail stuff is incredible. Your t-shirts fit really well and they're super Thanks, soft. Man. And um, I, I love the ones that had the stuff written on them. And I love you make this, this color green. It's like an olive army kind of green. And it's yeah. just, on, and during the summer when I have a tan, it's just the coolest color on me. So hell yeah. I like that. Uh, but Thanks, man. yeah, dude, but you guys have um, the, the vegan protein powder. I've been a vegan for, it'll be five or six years. In oh, June. no shit. In Hell yeah. 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 Cause I hit a bird with my car. I hit a bird. Wait, with my really? Car. That's why legit hit a bird with my car. The bird died in my girlfriend's hands. And I said, I, I can't do this anymore. Huh. And I just walked entirely away from the, the chicken, fish, birds. Oh, wow. Pigs. I love it. I love it. I, uh, let me think what year. I don't know what year, but I, my, I had a similar journey. I had a similar journey. We had, 
when we first got goats, we were still in Pennsylvania four, five, four or five years ago, something like that. And, um, geez, my, my vegan experience entering that world was, it was a lot. So I stopped eating meat because the goats were a lot like dogs and it like messed me up. Like you'd run over and he rubs against your leg and you pet him and he wags his tail. I was like, Oh shit. Like are all animals like this? And then we got a deer and the deer was just like a dog. And I was like, Oh my God, all the animals are the same. And the one animal that we had left were the chickens and we ate the chickens eggs. And there was a rooster that was like, he was an asshole and he was attacking everything. And I was like, well, I'm going to eat the chicken. I'm going to eat the rooster. Right. So for some reason, because I was sort of on like the vegan train or getting there, I was on the, whatever you call it. I'm not, I don't like the titles anymore. I'm very mad at the titles. I get it. It's very um, real preachy about it and pretentious. And yeah, it gets weird. And then like those all of a sudden now I have political beliefs that a lot. It's like, no, I am. I just don't, I just don't like to eat animals, man. So I, uh, I decided for some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm going to show my staff um, what it's like, the work that goes into eating a chicken. Because I saw, I saw a photo of, I don't remember his name, but he was a strong man, right? And it laid out next to him everything that he ate in a day. And there was like three chickens, two steaks, like all this stuff. And I was like, that doesn't, that math doesn't make sense. This many animals, like when we were designed as humans and all this, whether you believe in God or you believe in whatever, at no point in time were they like, okay, so in order for this thing to survive, it needs to consume 25 chicken wings today and 25 chickens need to die. Like that's, it doesn't make sense. The ratio of how many things need to die for one human to stay alive. No, it must be wrong. So I started experimenting different and I, I, I killed the chicken I took him into work and like uh, with the staff, like we pulled off all the feathers and we did all this stuff. And by the end, everyone was like, dude, that was so much work and a life had to be taken. I was like, yeah, this is what it's like before it gets to there. And like the more we started talking about it, it really started to click with me. So I dropped that. I did eggs for a long time and cheese. And then maybe five years ago, I was finally like, maybe I'll just drop that out and see what happens. And uh, only positive things happened. Right. And then I was still fine. And I was like, oh my God, I've been lied to. <laughs> like I, I was told I was going to shrivel up. I was told I was going to die or get brain fog or like all these things you hear people like I went vegan for a week and almost died. And it's like, what were you eating? Like, well, Oreos, it's like, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, Oh, I'm, I'm fine. And now my argument is it's not as much that, but it's, uh, I don't, it's hard to, it's hard to, I think live with the idea that like, that animal did not have to suffer and die. Like we can pretend like we're lions and lions go out and they have to kill and hunt and eat to survive. But we're, we're, you're too with it, man. Humans are too smart to like play that game of like, well, I'm just like a lion. I have to go out. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're like, we're nothing like that. And to know that I've been along alive for so long and like haven't consumed meat in what feels like five or six years and I'm still fine. It's a fucking lie. Yep. Yep. Just generally like everything else, it's marketing and it's a fucking lie. And even worse, people are just trying to make fucking money on it and justifying. So bums me out a fucking lot. I don't want to go into any vegan rants, but Uh, it's hundred percent, dude. It's generational as well. Like I've watched, Uh, you know, uh, uh, Forks Over Knives or uh, all the other big, you know, movies. I can't yeah. remember names. And I watch them with my parents. My parents are in there 30 years older than me. So 30, yes. uh, 68. And like they watch it like, oh, yeah, definitely. And like the next day, they're like right back to the or Italian. So the meatballs and all, you know, the veal. Yep. Like, Dad, you can't eat veal, please. That's a baby cow. Like, do you want to see what a baby cow looks like? And it's just it, it's a game changer. That's the one. What the hell? All yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh it's it, definitely generational, yeah. It's a, but, just, and I think I think it's getting better, which is why now you have dairy companies suing almond milk companies, no. and like, no, it's a real thing now. You know, people are it's slow moving, but um, it's it's a thing, and it, it's getting there. So, well, the reason why I brought it up was uh, your your vegan protein. Oh yeah, one of it's the good, right? It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's not the stupid over sugariness that you get in most of the mm-hmm. fan. Like I have the. Uh, 
Are you doing about doing a, a product placement ad for me here? I'm doing it, brother. I'm doing it. So this is. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Ooh. Okay. So um, this is my second one of these. But the fruit, like the, the cereal flavor, it's not it's overly sugary. Uh -huh. and, and apple pie one is fantastic. The cookies and cream. Like it's is just, Austin you know, sending this to you or are you no, purchasing this? Can you please send him? He sent me the. Uh, send, send, he said he sent you onward. Yeah. Um, yeah, the vegan protein, it's it's a hard one, but I, I stopped a lot of those like heavy sweeteners and just, you know, trying to, I started to get my blood work done back in Pennsylvania. And one of the things that like was out of control with all of ours was our lipids. And I'm like, well, how do we fix that? And he's like, well, do you consume any artificial sweeteners or anything like that? And I was like, well, not really. The next day I paid attention. I was like, oh, fuck. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, and then in, in, in developing that protein powder, I the more and more we tried and, and worked with formulas, we realized that it doesn't need to be this aggressive. Like, and even, even with the changing my diet, my palate changed to right. where I found myself not eating fried wings. So all of a sudden when things were that much covered in fat, it was like, this is, this tastes like fucking butter. Like right. it, it was just too much. So I started to appreciate flavor a lot more and didn't need like, the creamy fucking sugary like like way had and i started to appreciate a cleaner protein so that's like the biggest complaint we get is people like ah it's not sweet enough and it's like, maybe you're the problem not the protein the problem. dude it, it's yeah. perfect i'm telling you and yeah. i you know because it's 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 just an easy thing to grab in the morning just make a shake whatever yeah. oh, and i've yeah. some of the other ones and, and like i was so happy when you guys started doing the, the vegan stuff so it's thanks worked. man it's awesome thank dude. you we try. We I, I like it a lot. I that's why we make it. We make it because I like it. No one else here even uses it but me. Well, that's good. So yeah. Be the boss, right? Trying. All right, brother. Well, I don't want to keep you much longer. I'm gonna ask you one more question here. Cool. I'm ready. Um, let's see. I have three last questions that I was gonna jump through depending oh, on Oh, do you want to do like a fire round? I can answer quick. I feel like I'm gonna answer in long questions. Uh well, no, no, no. I'll just pick the most pertinent one. All right. Is this the direction you expected your life to go in? Yes. Okay. Well, then I can go rapid fire. Okay. Best... <laughs> uh, this one you kind of answered a bit, but your best personal what is your best personal attribute, and how did it contribute to your success? Um, I, I think I I have extreme ownership over things, so I think that uh, I never feel like a victim ever. I, I it's also a downfall that like I demand to be in control of everything, but I refuse to ever think that. Uh, I am any kind of a victim. I always think that there's a way I can interpret it different or a way that, you know, I can take control of my situation. So I, I think that my like, I don't want to say cockiness, but like my confidence that like I'm smarter than what's happening right now. I just need a second to gather myself and I am in control. I think that's what gets me through generally everything in life. That's awesome, man. I mean, that that rant you put out when some dude was breaking your balls over your Porsche. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just... Yeah magic like just a yeah thank you fire that just burned down every one of those people <laughs> I, yeah. I feel bad man especially kids you know kids are being raised to like look at people and be like oh it must be fucking nice and it's like dude you can do so much better than me <laughs> especially like if you make that click right now at 16 17 like with all the resources you have you can be 10 times more successful than me i'm just i'm like literally a dumb fucking idiot and like oh like I, I tried to fucking look at a chat earlier and I signed out of the podcast. That could like, have happened to anyone. That's okay. No, I got these big, dumb, fat fingers and I can't. <laughs> and and that's, what, that's what bums me out because kids should be taught that right now. Kids should be taught that like you can do anything. You have more technology. Like yeah. you can operate faster. Like everything you want to know is right there. And they're not being taught that, yeah. you know, they're being distracted by things. and They're not be given the, the hope that they should have. And it, it fucking sucks. All right. Next question. <laughs> uh, this, this is, this is going to tie into all of it, but what's the best, I mean, it, you just kind of answered it, but the best tip that you would give anyone, if you, you just met a complete stranger, it'd be what you just said pretty much. Yeah. Have more faith in yourself. Yeah. Believe in yourself. I know it sounds like fruity and weak and like typical and lame and all the, you know, all that, but like, dude, it's the truth. Just believe in yourself. You know, don't be a victim and know that you can do it. And it's just going to take work.
Awesome, man. I, I, let me tell you, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to, to Austin for helping make this happen. He just, he just hit me onto some new golf clubs. He's so, right there. Yeah. Austin, say hi, bud. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to buy some new golf clubs that he turned me on to. And Ooh. yeah, because I've, I, I don't know. It, it somehow got into my brain that like, here's a guy who loves golf so much, but couldn't uh-huh. do it. So he wanted to play guitar to clear his mind. What if I play golf to clear my mind? Oh, of so you're right. like the reverse Austin. I like yep. that. Yep. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's what we're going for. I'm being told here from my girlfriend that she thinks Dana may be an empath, which is what she thinks she is, which is someone who is absorbing the feelings of others around them. No, okay. Dana only cares about animals. Okay. Not she cares about people, but for some reason, animals are very high up on her list. I don't blame her. So, I don't blame her. Cool. She's dude. an empath with an asterisk for animals. An animal path. Oh, maybe we'll work on that. Yeah. All right, brother. Thank you so much, man. You know, keep building the empire. I look forward to seeing you. Absolutely, I mean, brother. Facility with the the logo in the sky, like the bat signal. That's badass. So. Trying, trying. We'll have an opening party. I'll have Austin uh, get you an invite out. Oh man, I'll, I'll come. I'll come. I'll come across country All for right, you. Brother. That'd be fun. All right, brother. I like that. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so so much, dude. Absolutely. No problem at all. Anytime. All right, man. Be good. I'll see you next time. All right, brother. See See you. See you in the opening.